welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. The only dental podcast to bring you a Canadian RDH and an American RDH. These ladies bring you mic-dropping interviews with your favorite social media peeps and epic people doing amazing things in dentistry. Now let's put our over gloves together for Tooth Life Irene and Katrina the Wine Genist. Welcome back to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast, Peeps, with your peeps, Irene and Katrina. Hello, wow. friend. Hello, Hello, girl. Hi. Hello. Hi. Happy, um, today's Sunday when we're recording this, so happy Sunday, Irene, Irene. Happy Having a good Sunday. day. I worked and today also- and yesterday and Thursday and Friday and Wednesday and Tuesday and Monday and all of the days. Like when do you not work is what I want to know. Well, also- like clinically, I worked all, I worked seven days clinically this week. That's a lot. Yeah. Like with everything else that you have going on, that's like a lot. Yeah. Um, happy uh, dental hygienists week. To you. Yes, it's concluding this week. Yes, um, Friday was de- dental hygienists day. Yes, um, so there's a lot of dental. Here, here we love, celebrated like. it on the ninth. Things yep, like yep, that's lo- how, what it is yeah. for us too. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so I posted something on my you know Insta and Facebook about it, and s- someone went on and was like, um literally started with, um, which you're always, it's kind of like saying like, no offense, but you know what I mean? You're like, okay, why are we starting with that? She's like, um, in Canada, we celebrate it as a whole week. And I was like, well, we do too in the United States, but like, we also like really like celebrated on the ninth, like that day. I felt like I was getting yelled at by a Canadian. I mean, you often get yelled at by me. Get your people taken care of. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Canadians, if you're listening to this don't slide it. Don't into yell at Katrina. Hands and yell at her. She means well. I've had I had a I had a weird weird dental hygiene week. I feel like I don't know. I feel I still feel and this is just me. I'm not speaking for my peeps. I feel like I'm still um like it's I feel insensitive celebrating stuff. And it's not just about dental hygiene week or whatever. I I feel that way with milestones. Mm-hmm. I feel that way with birthdays. I feel that way with holidays that I just, I feel insensitive celebrating. I don't know why. Because of like the global, well, I mean, people are still experiencing, you know, this health crisis, but this it's financial not, but this crisis. Is, this is a me thing. Like this is totally not a world thing. Like not everyone in the world feels this way. I just don't know why I feel this way. And I felt this way since like the pandemic began with so things maybe like there is a yeah. link there. I, you know, I, I do, I think it's, it, you know, even when people do celebrate their birthdays, it's like, everyone's wearing masks. You can only have a limited number of people, you know, it's just, it's, right. it's not the way that it was celebrations or, you know, honoring holidays and things like that, or they just feel different. Yeah. Um, so I, I get that. I totally do. But Nevertheless, I think it's really important to acknowledge dental hygienists, right. um, particularly because they are fr- considered frontline workers working through this global health crisis. And I know early on when we were talking about this pandemic, the concern was that dental hygienists, their proximity to providing care to patients, the length of time that we're providing care, and the fact that our patients are taking their masks off for us to provide care, mm-hmm. you know, created a layer of concern. Are we considered essential or non-essential mm-hmm. um, based on the risk of aerosols, uh, et cetera? 
But now, uh, you know, we have all this incredible research that is linking periodontal disease, oral inflammation, and aspirating bacteria to advanced science stages and symptoms of this disease process. And so right. I think it's really poignant now, this week, today, for us to really acknowledge that dental hygienists now, we are considered frontline workers. We are working so hard to help protect the community. You know, I'm sure you remember, Irene, saying the dental hygiene oath on your pinning ceremony on graduation day and promising really for better or for worse, that we were going to help protect the community with our skills. And that means for better in times when production is great and doctors buying everybody Starbucks and we're going on a group trip together. And it also means for worse during a global health crisis when we have to suit up, wear the PPE and do the damn thing, you know, despite our, you know, concerns, fears, or risks that now more than ever, it's our opportunity to rise in our power to support the community. And then maybe to think about some of the things that we should have been doing before this health crisis happened that now that we know better, we can do better. I think one of the ways that, that I've found to be able to do that. Um, and I know, uh, I'm very excited to introduce our, our sponsoring partner today, but one of the ways that, um, I've been able to do that, um, is by looking at my personal protective equipment, what I'm wearing when I'm in the operatory and, um, I, I, I'm wearing these loops now um, from Designs for Vision. I, I think you have them too, Irene, don't you? The ones with the little uh, silicone yeah, in them? Yeah, they're my yeah. favorite. They're my go-to. I have, I have two. And, and yes, this episode is sponsored by Designs for Vision. Thank you to our peeps at Designs for Vision. But yes. I mean, we, we were talked about this anyways. Like I, the, I have two pairs of loops and one of them is the same that you have. They're, they're, um, they have these little silicone eye cups that go around them and they kind of seal really nicely around your eyeballs. Um, mm-hmm. How do you like them? And I mean, people- you had them, you had them before me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, first of all, I love them. Um, a few things, one, they do not fog, which is really nice. Um, the little like soft cup, um, silicone eye piece is magnetic. So so you can take it off, you can clean it, you know, with your lens cleaner, and then you can remagnetize them back on and they slip right back on. And, you know, I'm sure you're the same way, Irene, I'm getting a lot of questions, like people asking, sliding into my DMS or, you know, asking me on on Facebook about, um, you know, how do you like them and this and that they fit beautifully. And in fact, the other day I had a colleague of mine, um, she didn't have her loops or whatever, for whatever reason she didn't. And she asked if she could borrow mine. Uh, mine happened to be at the office. And I said, absolutely. And she was like, I freaking love these. How was she able what to also, wear your loops? Your eyeballs are I don't the know. same. Like I wouldn't I, well, be, I, th- I thought that was going to be everyone's loops, but I have a freakishly small face too. Um, so my pupils are very close together. So I don't know. I, I don't know how that fared for her, but she seemed to be okay, I huh. guess. At any rate, um, the other thing that I love about um, these particular uh, eye loops is that they're, the seal that's on it, when you kind of pull, you know, that the band back to tighten it on, like it, the loops don't slide down your nose or anything like that. It yeah. just, it's like a comfort fit. Yeah. So we're so uncomfortable in all of the other PPE. Like I'm, I, my blood runs warm as it is. So like, I'm always freaking drenched, <laughs> like sweating in the operatory. Yeah. So it's just nice to have like comfortable loops. Yeah. They don't leave that like mark on your nose. Like they just, they, what magnification they, they are yours? Mine are, mine are 2.5s. 
What are yours? Mine are 2.5s as well. Oh, okay. So you can get them in like 3 yeah. or 3.5 or whatever your magnification yeah. is. I use yeah, mine. Which uh, is cool. So I've got two. I've got the Yeoman's, which are the pink loops that everyone loves. I love loves. those. Those They're are so, so cute. cute. Um, but they don't have, like they have side shields for, for mm-hmm. protection, but they don't have like the little cups that connect to them. So when I do like a long day, like SRPs, a long day, I'll use um, my other pair, like the ones that we're referring to with the aerosol protection seal. It's made of silicone. Mm-hmm. And then I'll use my Yeoman's like if I'm doing like a big pedo day or like kind yeah. of just yeah. scaling, that sort of thing. Easy, easy stuff. Little bit. Not so, as much aerosol. So I'm obsessed with them. Um, if you want more info on, um, on this specific brand of loops that we're talking about in this specific type of loop, uh, just head over to the show notes or just go to designsforvision.com. Um, and you can find the new aerosol protection loops that were designed just for this. And they're great. I mean, mine fit over my N95 and, um, I just wrote an article with Kara uh, RDH uh, for today's RDH about how to clean your Get loop it. properly. Yeah, so that yes. that should be hitting hitting the world pretty soon, and I'll link that in my personal Instagram when it comes out. But if you want to know what That's products awesome. are safe to use on cleaning your loops, because we should be cleaning our loops. Hold on, hold your horses for a moment. Um, between patients. Hmm. Are we? Is yeah, the elephant? Because- is, the ele- is the elephant in the room identified? Have we identified the elephant in the room? How often do do we actually clean our loops? I I will say our office has like the lens cleaners and we do clean ours in between every patient. But, but that's, if your office, but my is, office, like we're like a freak right, of nature. Yeah, right. like our office is like weird. So we have an episode today. We do have an episode. Are you doing the thing or am I doing the thing? I'm doing the thing. Oh, okay. Um, and, and I'm feeling pretty good about it. Oh, okay. Okay. I, do I, can I get a, can I get a song? Uh, you want a song? I'd like a song. Okay. Please. All right. Let's see. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's see if I can find. Nicely, it is too bad that a smug old my television dead who's only a jock. When you meet a mug lately out of the jug, and he's still lifting platinum folly rock. Call it hell, call it heaven, it's probable 12 to 7. That the guy's only doing it for some dollars. No idea. What do you think? Guys and dolls? From what is that? Guys and dolls. I know what guys and musical. dolls is, but what? What does that have to do with guys? And Maybe dolls? this episode is a is a. Oh, guy. it's a guy! It's a, our episode is a guy. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, so you should be Davis, doing those songs. Husband, that Chris Williams. Chris Williams. Chris Williams. Yes. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yes, oh a guy genist. He is awesome. Yeah. He is he really is awesome. Great. He's got some really great energy and he's got such a cool way of looking at where dental hygiene is going from here. I'm really excited for this episode. Agreed. Cool. Okay. Well, we will catch you on the flip side. Here is uh, Chris Williams. Welcome back to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast, peeps, with your peeps, 
Irene and Katrina. Hello, girl. How are you? Hey, girl. Hey, Hi, Irene, Irene. How are you? I'm good. I look normal today. I know. I'm loving know. this journey for you. Like, thank you. You, you do. You look. I did. I know. Radiant of sorts. I, I'm just living my best <laughs> life. What can you, I say? And you really are. I'm, I'm believing you today. Today, believe it. Today, I would like you to believe that I'm living my best life. And what I love Um, about you living your best life is that for the listeners at home, I used to call them readers at home. I don't know why I said that. The listeners at home, Irene is sitting on her Grey's Anatomy couch, which is the couch that she (laughs) sits on uh, when she wears her onesies with her poodle and watches Grey's Anatomy. So you look fantastic. You look comfortable. You look like you're going to see what Meredith and George and Christina are up to. Well, George, George died and, know, and Meredith is okay. And Christina moved to Switzerland. So yeah, I know. I mean, I'm, I'm just doing the best watching. that I can with the circumstances of Grey's Anatomy. You know what? I have to say, for those of you that have watched Grey's for the 17 seasons, like I have, so I watch, I watch Grey's Anatomy consecutively, and then I also start from the beginning. So usually by the time the next uh, season comes out, I'm kind of halfway through from the beginning again, which tells you the volume oh, of wow. television I consume. You do- but it's one of those things where it's like it's on in the background and I can okay. basically recite every episode. Yeah. Um, but I'm, you know, boop, beep, booping around the house and doing other things. I was going to say, um, like, you're, are you but, like designing like camera? Yeah. Because like, I'm trying to understand like how you do the things you do in your day. And then you're right. watching like a million hours like, of Grey's Anatomy. 48 hours of television a week. Yeah. It's just it's, it's a background noise. Um, but, you know, it's kind of thrown me for a loop because this season is COVID related. So. Oh, I normally watch these types of television shows to escape my reality, to be like, oh, Mm. these are the amazing things that people are doing on television. But then when I see them wearing N95s and face shields and like talking about COVID, it's kind of hitting a little bit different. Yeah. And my heart hurts a bit, but for for good reasons. So you look beautiful. You've got a new pair of glasses on, which I must describe to the audience as like they're bright, fiery red, but kind of translucent. And you look like a cat that is like up to no good. Yes. Um, thank you for describing it that way. That's what I feel like. You know, I, my eyes are now failing me. I've, I've, I've gotten older and my, oh no, the, eyes my don't eye person, now. I know my Not eye person, now. whatever his name is, my yes, he's like, you know, He's like, you can't see very well. And I said, that's not true. I can see very well. And he's in like, the dark. Do you, yeah, he's <laughs> like, do you, do you get like crippling headaches all the time? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, you can, like you need glasses. Oh, you just so thought I'm, it was the hangovers. That's what I thought it was. Turns I, I thought it was like your vision. I, it's like the time I was diagnosed with asthma and the guy, was, <laughs> the doctor was like, you have asthma. Like, how do you not know this? And I was like, oh, I just thought I was like out of shape. <laughs> he's like, no, well, speaking, no, you're speaking not out of, of shape. people that are in shape, <laughs> in shape, and also and wearing fabulous. glasses, but looking fabulous in those glasses is the guest that we have just kindly and patiently waiting for us to finish our rants, taking a sip of his little glass of wine there that's not very little, but he's got big hands, so it looks really <laughs> little. Does. Who shares yeah, like, uh, like a it. name with my husband? And I would like to warmly welcome you to the Tooth or Their podcast, Mr. Christopher William. Thank you. Hello, the the, the OJ Gangster Profi yes. King. Yes. yes. And Thank the you. host of the Dental Ish podcast. 
how are you today? I am great. I actually had a really good day. Like I know that's kind of like a generic thing. Like people say, when you ask how someone's doing, it's like, yeah. I'm good. I'm great. No, today was actually a really good day. Why was it a good day? I wanna, now happened? I want to know about I your good know. day. I'm going to live Tell vicariously me. through you. Tell me. I want to oh, know. Man. Okay. Let me, let me get comfortable. So yeah. Yeah. Um, everybody get, get snuggy. I mean, get ready. <laughs> I'm, snu- I'm snuggy. Yeah, she is. So I had a call today with a CBD. I don't know if you guys are in a CBD at all. Are you guys in CBD? Like oil? Have you tried, have you tried CBD in, yeah. any, in any capacity? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Canadian. Shit was legal here a long time ago. Oh, okay. Cool. So, <laughs> um, I posted on Facebook the other day, uh, kind of telling people I had this really awesome experience. I walked into a CBD store and I went in just to talk to the business. Like I didn't come in to buy anything. I was mm-hmm. just curious because the, the sign was drawing. It drew me in. So I went in and I had such a good energy exchange with the sales associate that she was like, I am literally obsessed with you. And I have to tell everyone in our company about you. So she set up a call with the uh, district manager for all the Georgia locations. And she was like obsessed with me too. We got on the call. It was like a good, it was just like a good. Good vibe. Who's a good obsessed. Yeah. Not like she's going to follow to your car and like figure out where you live. Kind of obsessed. Like it was like, like, like symbiotic obsession, not just like a one way obsession. Got it. Exactly. So there was just a lot of synergy there. And so they're like trying to fit me into their company in some, in some, some kind of way. So I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah, that was, it was really cool. So I'm kind of negotiating more of a, like a, partnership kind of thing you know nice. or, yeah so it was a good it was a good day so what I love about that is this and I I don't know if you, you get asked I'm sure Irene you get asked a zillion times a day but like you know a lot of people ask about what what steps you take if you want to work with a company in that kind of a capacity or you want mm. to have them bring you on as a key opinion leader and the idea is it's like you don't just like say hey like do you want me to be a KOL for you? It, to your point, it has to be this dynamic energy. And I think more often than not, the companies that I work with, I've had a similar experience like that, where it's like, I just want, I wanted to learn about the company. I wanted to know about the product or in Irene's situation, like she uses these products all the time. So it's like, it's very natural for her to feel confident, like speaking on those, those pieces. So I love that because I think a lot of our listeners have an interest in wanting to step into um, you know, kind of a unique facet of their profession and yes. to be able to do that while like learning about that, you know, what are the steps that you take it? And, and to your point, that's what it is. It's right. a relationship first and foremost. And, and, you know, it's, it's so crazy because we all grew up in this uh, society where they tell you like you get this college education and it'll open certain doors for you, but it doesn't mm-hmm. attest to the fact that you have to be able to build relationships. You have right. to be able to yes. have conversations. You have to be able to walk and a confidence and a, and a light where people want you to be a part of their, yes. their community, you know? So that's right. Yeah. So I love that too. So let's, let's like, okay. So we just talked about where you are now, but let's do my thing. Are we ready to do my thing, Katrina? Let's, let's do it. <laughs> um, I feel, I feel and, like Chris is like, what is happening? Like, what yeah, are you yeah. going to do? What is happening? I'm just oh my ready. gosh. I'm just I feel like ready. Wayne's world. <laughs> Wayne's world. <laughs> yeah. um, so Katrina likes to know everything about all of our guests before they jump on the podcast. 
Okay. She goes into it. a deep, she goes into a deep dive. Like she's, she already knows everything about you. Like she probably knows your shoe size. She knows where you went to school. <laughs> she knows everything about you. And then I purposely tell her not to tell me because I want to hear it from your, from your lips, from your mind, from your, from your mouth. So let's like take a zip back into time. Okay. And let's talk about like I just found out that you live currently live in Georgia, mm-hmm. but where where did you grow up? Let's like take me back as far as you remember. Like, do you remember elementary school, high school? Do you remember your birth? Like, do you yeah, remember when so, you were born? Like, how big were you? What what did this? What was it raining that day? Like, do you remember? <laughs> First of all, my my dad's net sack was a, it was dark in there. So <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm I'm being squirted out somewhere. <laughs> Lots no. of swimming. Lots of swimming. <laughs> yeah. Keep on swimming. Keep on swimming. 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 Okay. So, like, uh, yeah, so, so we, was, we just we just made this podcast from PG to explicit. It's only like <laughs> nobody in like Saudi Arabia is going to be able to download this anymore. <laughs> so I was um, born and raised in California, in San okay. Bernardino, California. Mm. Um, that's Southern Southern Cal. So Cal. Yep. By hey. Temecula and Escondido and that whole area. Yep. All that little area. It's a beautiful uh, wine region, actually. Oh, look at you. And I actually want to talk about something wine related with you, the dental wine genus. Um, I have a super, super idea that I think we can partner on. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm from California. So I lived there until I was about 10 years old. And then we moved back and forth from Seattle in California. So then I ended up staying in Seattle. Stayed there for about six or seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, all how, how old were you here? When in Seattle? In this move, in this back and forth so move. 10, yeah, ten. I was around ten, and it was back and forth from ten. So for like, the why next, did like, you go back years. and forth? What was the back and forth about? Because my mom moved to Seattle. My dad still lived in California. Ah, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was battling like wanting to stay with my dad, but needing my mom. You know. Yeah. So I was going back and forth. Uh-huh. And then I ended up staying in Seattle with my mom. And then we moved from Seattle to Atlanta, my 11th grade year in high school. And yeah. 11th grade, that's like, that's a hard time to move. You know right, right. A lot of people say that. And you know, the funny thing is I wasn't even thinking like that at that age. I wasn't, mm-hmm. I was like, hmm. okay, we're going to Atlanta. Okay. And then once I got there, that's when I was like, oh man, like I'm missing all my friends, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I just, Ended up graduating there. Then I went to the military right after high school. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So I went to the military. I was an um, MP in the Air Force. And then... What does that mean? I'm a Canadian. Oh, we, don't, we don't have the same abbreviations here. M- most positive person. Close. Military police. Major positivity. <laughs> Massively perspective. Posterior. So after, um, He's like, after, after the, after the air force, uh, when my term was up, I got out and then that's when I decided to so go to hygiene school. How long was your term? Was it three or four years? Four years. I did four. Yep. Four years. Understand. And thank you for your service, by the way. Yes. My pleasure. We, we honor all of our uh, military personnel, um, near and far and, um, truly thank you. Um, especially, for the work that you did in Afghanistan. We understand how impactful that is for our country. So thank you. Yes. Did you go to Afghanistan? Mm-hmm. You did? What mm-hmm. was that like? 
man. So it was scary at first. Talk me through. Talk me through yeah. when you found out you were going to go to Afghanistan. So you you joined as a as a military personnel, an MP, a massively perspective person, a, massively a very perspective, massively yes. positive mm-hmm. person. And then as you were just running your massively positive professional purposes all day, you were you got a letter. Was it a letter? Like I envision I envision it to be like a big <clears throat> okay, deal. Do like this. Okay. Like I'm going to do the thing. So I envision it. Okay. it to be like you're you're in the hangar with like all of your other bros and like okay. you're all uniformed up and you're like oiling the planes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, um, you know, you're just chit chat weird. Like, like there's a radio <laughs> in the background playing like Top, Top Gun, Gun songs. And then some guy comes in with like like a like a he's wearing white gloves and he has this like this gray. No, there's no bugle. No, there's no bugle. There's a tray, okay. and then he 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 just walks up to you, and he's like, "Sir, are you are you Christopher Williams, sir?" And you say, "Yes, sir." And he's like, "This is this is your letter, sir." And then he hands you this letter, and your guys, your like guys, just put down their dirty rags, and they're like, "Oh, you got the letter, you got the letter." And then you open it, and it's like, "I'm going to Afghanistan," and everyone's like, "Okay, all right, we'll see you when you get back." And like the the spiel's happen. Is that how it happens? <laughs> no, no, but you know what? I'm going to tell you what. I love the way you just took your imagination and just let it run like that. That's how I think normally. Like, and this is not my imagination. This is how I operate. And this then how you started normal. doing the hand, the hand came in and you were just kind of like twirling, like just keeping it going. Like it's coming. Yeah. I love so that. It, so it didn't happen like that, did it? It didn't happen like that. No. Oh. It's, it's not as Darn. fun like that. So it's how just, did it happen? And how did you feel when that happened? So you're you're attached to teams or, or units, right? And everyone has a cycle. So you pretty much know ahead of time that your cycle is up on a chopping block as like I say chopping block for just mm-hmm. like the use of words. Deployment. But, you know, yeah, for deployment. You know you're gonna be up for like the next tasking for deployment. So we knew we were up next and we knew that we had a team in Afghanistan already who was getting ready to come home and mm-hmm. with everything in, in the military, you deal with relief. So if there was, if your team is there, someone from the same base or another base is going to have to come and relieve them. Oh. We come and relieve the team. They come back and now we're there, you know? Got it. So, yeah. So it was more of like orders came out. They get sent in like emails and, you know, your flight chief or supervisors will tell you like, Hey, you're going out for deployment. And you know? how much notice did you get? Um, you get a pretty fair amount of notice because you have to go to pre-deployment training. So oh, okay. the first thing is like you're going to training. So you go to Vegas. There's a Nellis Air Force Base out there where you do a lot of grounds training and stuff like, you know, kicking indoors, searching buildings and stuff like that. And then come back home, you get a little bit of time, a couple months, and then you fly out. It's so interesting, the mindset that happens to you when you join the military. So when you join the military, something happens to you where you start to accept and you kind of want to deploy. Really? Because, yeah, because it's like a, it's almost like we're, we're all hygienists here, right? It's almost like becoming a hygienist. Eventually you want to do a deep cleaning, right? Like at some point you want to like get that. You want to get in there. Patient, yeah. Right. Cause you want to earn your, your right to call yourself, you know, an RDH. Hmm. So okay. that same kind of mindset happens whenever you become a military member and you, you want to go on a deployment, you want to go 
you know, and possibly serve your country. Because in some aspects, when you don't deploy, you don't really feel like you got to serve your country. Hmm. You know, okay. so you kind of desire that. So going was was pretty exciting and scary at the same time, obviously. But you start to you kind of through the grapevine, you start feeling like, you know, nothing's exciting is going to happen, you know, um, mm. because other people, they come back and they're like, man, nothing happened while I was out there. You know, we actually got mortared a couple of times. We got this, you know, you get used to it. And even that stuff, I'm like, it used to be mortared. Like that's being bombed. Right? Is that even, bombed. What does that mean? What does that mean? Getting mortared? Mortared. So that's like it's like being bombed by like Taliban. So they have like these tubes that they will put rock, you know, like I'm sure you've seen military movies. They'll put they'll drop a missile in and it'll it'll shoot yeah. out of it like that. So they're they're shooting these projectiles onto the base. But a lot of times they're missing, you know, they're hitting the flight line and things like that. But you hear it like you hear them and how close. And then sometimes over the intercom, they'll call and say how close it was and stuff like that. Um, so you start to become a little numb to it, right? When, mm. they ha- when it happens so often and no, no one's dying or anything like that, it's just that you're just getting hit. But mm-hmm. let me walk you guys through like coming there, like how that, Whoa. how I felt coming there. This is like intense, yeah. Yeah. So when, I'm sweating. We, when, we, when we fly in, uh, we fly in on what's called a C-130, right? And it's like a really big ship. So it's like a cargo ship. This is exactly what you were describing that people jump out the back of. Yep. So it's really big. It has a lot of seats in it and everyone's kind of jumbled close together. And the way you fly into a hot zone, which means that there's active activity. Yeah. In the area that could potentially shoot you down and stuff like that. Um, They fly in a way that is like straight and then they just nosedive and then straight and then nosedive. So that way to avoid any type of like, Locking missiles. missiles. Exactly. So we do that. And when they told us that we were going to do that, I said, you know what? I think this is a good time for me to go ahead and take a nap. (laughs) So (laughs) so I just like, once we started doing that stuff, I just kind of like dozed off. Just like. You could sleep through that. I was going to say that I'd be like holding on to the little bag that the steward, you probably don't get a stewardess on those flights, but I'd be like holding on to the bag. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of zoned out and was just kind of relaxing so that I could like sleep through it. Um, I wasn't all the way asleep, but I was definitely like, just like not fully you're, trying to be present. Mm. And then we got there and it was like, all right, get off, get off, get off. You know, we're running across the fight Rushing, line yeah. into these buildings. And then they just basically was like a invitation. I mean, not an invitation, like an orientation of like, mm. welcome to the base. You know, some of you guys are going to live here. Some of you guys going to live here, blah, blah, blah. The thing that got me really scared was when I got off the bus at my, my uh, area of like where I'm going to be staying, there was a sergeant that was there. He was waiting for us to come in. First thing he said was like, he pointed at the building and said, hey, you guys see that building right there? See that room? He was like, a month ago, that room was hit by a rocket and killed the guy inside. I'm like, thank you for telling me yeah, that. As soon as great. I got off the bus. Stoked to be here. Right. Yeah. And, the, and then did he say who's sleeping <clears throat> in that room now? No, 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 no. Is it like just, one of those things where like lightning doesn't strike twice? So you want to be in that room? You're like, okay, well, I'm going to go and stay in that room. <laughs> now like, the likelihood of them hitting that room again is so low. This is right. how I read I'm gonna, things. I'm going to go in there. At, at the point of him saying that, I wasn't thinking like that. I was just but, thinking but like this But am I on the right area. track? Yeah, because nothing happened after that. That was like okay. a once in a lifetime kind of thing. It seemed, it seemed like lightning. Like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow. Damn. 
So, so you're there for, you were deployed, you were in the military for a full four years. Did you study hygiene at all while you were there? That was all post. Okay. It was all post. So what made you decide to get into hygiene from like all of this? You're like, you're serving our country. How old were you when you, when you finished your duty? Active duty? I was probably like 24. Okay. So you're 24 and you're like, so, and, and you, and you serve your time. Mm-hmm. You come back. Let's hold on. Let's talk about that. You come back to the United States. How did you adapt? What yeah. was it like? Yeah. Being, first of all, like seeing your family again, being on mm-hmm. American soil and then adapting as a citizen. There's civilian. a million. Civilian. civilian. That's what I meant to yeah. say. Civilian. That is it. Yeah. Yeah. So post deployment, oh my God, I was so happy to be back home, like to experience, to be able to go to a, a fast food restaurant and like order food. You know what I'm saying? Wow. To like get in my car and like drive around, like all of the the luxuries that we have, like I just cherish them all, like in an extreme way. Um, and I noticed that I had started drinking a lot too after when I got back. Mm-hmm. I was drinking a whole lot, and I was like, "Well, you had four years of not." So no, no, we ish. drank. I'm drinking on the base. Just, yeah, oh. we drank. We drank, but it was just being deployed. We didn't right. drink. You know, it was all. There's the no same. bottle service. Yeah, none there, of that. There were no clubs. Like you didn't, you didn't get to go to a club at 22 and dance on the couches and well, have some buy a bottle of Grey Goose and pour <laughs> Grey Goose down your throat. Like you never right. had that experience. Down your gullet, like you, you were, yeah. you were just busy saving people's lives. Just busy like saving our yeah. lives. Thank you for right. your service again. By the way, so, because yeah, of you, back. Katrina at that time could go to that club. I was and doing Grey Goose. Oh yeah, what were you guys doing I in was, 2010? Yeah, that, 2010. That's where she was. I was doing. <laughs> shot, I was shotgunning beer. I um. I did the world's fastest uh, uh keg stand. I was. I was really doing a lot really? for our because country too. Yeah, yeah. I, I was really good. She was. She was making <laughs> our country proud. Very talented. Yeah. Unless I was wearing a denim skirt, then I was like, "You guys are not touching me tonight." <laughs> can't can't give them a show. So where did you go to school for dental hygiene? Where did you study and? What made you go into dental hygiene? Did you have something that inspired you or was it just something, an affinity to teeth that you always had? Yeah. So um, I went to hygiene school here in Atlanta, specifically in Smyrna. I know you guys don't know where that is. So everyone just basically says Atlanta Um, at Fortis College. You ever heard of Fortis College? Yeah, I taught there. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to a Fortis College. And um, which one were you at? I taught at Phoenix. Okay. Um, yeah, so I went to a Fortis college and what was your other question? What made what you, got become, you, what got you into yeah. it? Oh yeah. What got me into it? So really for me, I'm a very, um, like I'll write things out, right? Like I'll make a list and, and put goals and, you know, steps and things to reach this goal. So when I got out of the military, I knew one thing that I did not want is I did not want to work a dead end job where I was working at like dollar general or something like that, just with no real insight, no, no shade to anybody who works at Dollar mm-hmm. General, if you're, if you're listening to this. Um, it just wasn't the path that I wanted. And my main thing was becoming a cop, right? Because obviously I was Ooh. a cop in the military, so, right. so I could apply and become a cop on the outside. But I developed a disdain for being an actual police officer while I was really? Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like pulling people over. I didn't like ruining people's days. I would have been that cop that's like, Hey, you know, you were speeding and like, yeah, I know I'm just trying to get to work. And I'm like, all right, get out of here. I'm gonna give you a warning. Mm. You know, I'll be giving warnings out left and right. Cause I just did not enjoy that, you know, cause I've been on the receiving end, you know, yeah. 
of, of being stopped by police and I just didn't like it. So I didn't I like that, that, by the way. I I think I think there needs to be more police like that, because I always get the police officer. where I'm like, can you give me a warning? Like, I'm a girl. I don't know how to drive. And they're like, no, I'm writing you a ticket. I hope you like traffic school. And I'm like, they know me there. I have a punch card. Like, I'm a big dealer. <laughs> OK, I show back up. I'm like, hi, guys, I'm back. So, yeah, I wrote out a list of things that I wanted to do and I listed out. And so my talents and things that I'm interested in are vastly different. So I'm like. I'm an artist, so I know how to draw. I've been drawing all my life. Oh, wow. So tattoo, tattoos have been something. Like, I was like, oh, I want to be a tattoo artist. Then acting. I was always into acting. Be an actor. I put dentist and um, dental hygienist on there because I've always had an insecurity about my teeth. So I always thought it would be cool to be in the field and kind of help other people who were insecure. And and no one ever understood why I was insecure. Like, Mm -hmm. I had a gap, Mm -hmm. and I would say, you know, uh, you know, they'd be like, why don't you, why do you cover your teeth when you smile? I was like, I got a gap, you know? And they're like, but you're cute. Why do you, we love your gap. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't like it. Like for mm. me personally, it makes me insecure, you know? So that got added to my list. And then animator, like I wrote out all these things wow. and I wrote out all the steps it would take to get to each one and how much I would potentially make if I made it to each, each one of those. Like what is the like per salary? year kind of thing? Yeah, salary exactly. wise. Okay. Yep. And the dentist was looking real sweet to me because I was even looking at like job offerings. Like I seen offices like we want to bring you into our office. We, we guarantee this much as base plus mm-hmm. these many new patients a month. Like I'm like, man, they're they're really selling themselves for a dentist. So I was like, maybe I should become a dentist. Um, I couldn't make a decision. So I did what anybody would do when they can't make decisions and they just want to kill some time. What do you guys think that is? You flipped a coin. Oh, close. Dartboard. What would you do if you were like bored and you were trying to make and you were like, mm, I know I what Irene like would doing. do. She would she would watch Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm thinking, what I'm looking for. I'd, is I'd phone a friend. I'd like I'd ask my most trusted, trusted comrade. I would. Um, I don't ask know. My mom. mom, what should I do? I'd ask my mama. You can test on Jeopardy. I don't know. I probably should have did that, but. What I did was I just got on Facebook and started scrolling. No way. Yep. I just got on Facebook and started scrolling. Like, I'll think about about this later. Facebook scrolling, it led you to dental hygiene. Because I feel like a lot of the stuff that I read on Facebook now, it's like dental hygienists. Dental yeah. hygienists are trying to discourage other people to go into dental hygiene, which which hurts my heart. But Mm -hmm. I read a lot of that. Mm -hmm. I agree. So, I what, so I, interestingly, I, before I found any Facebook groups that could potentially discourage me, when I got on Facebook, as soon as I loaded up my app, right, hit the button, first thing that came up was this girl I went to high school with, her dental hygiene license was the first thing that came up. No way. So it was wow. a sign. It was, it was a sign. It was clear to me because I was literally just with a piece of paper with that, that written on it, you know? Mm-hmm. I hopped on and then boom, her, her license. She's like, I'm, I'm graduating. I got my license. And I'm like, that's it. And I already wow. had the mindset that whatever I decided to do, I was going to see it through, like all the way to the end. Like no matter what, once I decide, I'm seeing it through, period. And that was in 2012, 11? Yes, that was in 2012. 2012. And then you graduated in 20, how long was your program? 2014, two, three year program? No, I, I graduated in 2016. Okay. Okay. Because my journey was a little skewed. So they, when mm-hmm. I went to Fortis, they diverted me into dental assisting 
Yeah, yeah they like to do yeah. that there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they really like to do that there. <laughs> I started uh-huh. dental assisting, and then I was like, "Hell no, nah, I can't do this." Um, so I was so, like, "I came. I want to do the original thing I came for, which was to be a hygienist." How many? Yeah. How many male you. hygienists were in your program? In in my cohort or in the yeah. entire program? Okay, in my in cohort. your in your class. So in, in the cohort that I came into, the first one. Cause I ended up being in the second one. Cause it's, like I said, my, my journey was a little skewed. So the second cohort that I ended up being in was no, I was the only male. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one that I came in, I was super happy because there was two other military guys in that oh. same cohort. It was an army guy and a Marine guy. And I was, I Air will Force say Fortis Ford, does a really great job of um, bringing in male hygienists. Um, they, I, I, I've just found across the board, especially here in the state of Arizona, that the the majority of the classes, quite honestly, are male. The last cor- uh, the last cohort that I taught, out of the sixteen students that they bring in, seven of them were men. Oh wow! Which is kind of amazing. Like, That's they, awesome. I really think male hygienists are extremely talented. Um, I mean, as, aside from having incredible social skills and being able to connect with patients, like their psychomotor skills are really incredible. So I was really excited to see that. And I think it's, it's an exciting time to, to be a male hygienist. So thank yes. you yes. For, your, and for bringing the testosterone. Yeah. And it, I've seen that it helped a lot in a lot of environments that I was in, in school, been in offices. And it's so interesting because when I was in school, I was so nervous about being a male because I knew the career field was like female dominated. So yeah. I was super nervous to even just get my patience, you know, like mm-hmm. me, I had a, I had a beard in school. You know, I had tattoos and I'm kind of like a stocky, like muscular guy. So I'm like, these people are not going to be receptive to me, you know, but were they? No, once. Yeah, they were super, Mm -hmm. super respectful. Have you ever uh, have you ever had a situation where people weren't receptive to you because of your gender? Only two times. What was that? Yeah. Once in school, there was like a uh, religious. I think she was like Muslim or something. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure, but. Her husband, I think it was, didn't want me to see her. Didn't want a man. Oh, to see that's her. because they won't permit somebody of the opposite sex to treat them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so that time, and I was completely fine with that. I was like, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, Let somebody else do it. Yeah. Um, and then the other time was just a patient who was rejecting seeing me just because I was a man because she felt like my hands would be too big. So she was like, I've already been through this. I know, you know, guys have big hands. I don't want him to do my cleaning. And I'm like, but did she like decline to have the male dentist do her fillings? So it was a female oh. dentist office that I was at. Okay. Um, so I was the only male in the office, but um, she, what we ended up doing was I just kind of came in just to introduce myself. Um, I was like, Hey, I just want to come in, just to introduce myself. I'm the hygienist here at the practice. Um, I know that you were saying that you don't want to see me because my hands are too big. Uh, but I do want you to know that we actually use instruments as extensions of our fingers. So I'm not going to be putting my whole fan, my whole hand in your mouth. It's just, you know, so if you, if you were uh, fine with me just trying out and if it, if it feels uncomfortable at all, then we can let the dentist come in. And then she was like, okay. So once I did it, she was comfortable. I seen her. That's, That's a really good. great way to word it for somebody too. Yeah. Because yeah. right. They are, they're an extension of our fingers. We're like I, Edward we scissor hands. Yeah, yeah exactly. Edward scalers. <laughs> Edward instru- instrument hands. <laughs> so, so you started 
this Instagram account called Profi Kings. Mm-hmm. And you also have a podcast. There's a bunch of other things that you do. I see this from your Instagram link tree. T- tap on the link in bio for all of this info. Mm-hmm. What is the premise around Profi Kings? And what is the premise around your podcast? And what inspired you to create these extensions of yourself? Oh, awesome. Okay, so this is, this is good story time. More story times. The creation of Profi Kings actually came from my collaboration with uh, Brown Girl RDH. So, um, Martel. Shouts Martel. Yes, we right. love Martel. And congrats. She just got an award this past weekend, by the yeah, way. So congrats, congrats to her. Congrats, She's Martel. amazing. Yeah. So um, Martel, as you guys know, she started Brown Girl RDH. And in the midst of her doing that, she wanted to, she wanted to um, make some sweaters. And she reached out on Facebook and was looking for someone who could make T-shirts. And, I, and ironically, I had just started a T-shirt making company, like a custom apparel mm-hmm. company. And so I reached out there and said, hey, I think I could be of service. So I started partnering with her to create these base sweaters that you see everybody wearing. Um, and through, th- through that partnership, we developed a friendship. And it started, there were starting to be conversations where it was like I was like an honorary brown girl, but I wasn't comfortable oh. with being called a brown girl. Cause I was like, I'm not a girl, right? I'm right. a male hygienist. So I was like, so I brought to her that we need to create an arm of some sort. That was like the, the male side of Brown girl RDH. So we toyed around with Brown guy RDH and stuff like that. Right. And I was like, I don't know that I want it to be necessarily attached to Brown girl as much as maybe a brother organization mm-hmm. and have a separate name. So then <laughs> one of the, um, one of the uh, people who really worked close with the, the growth and development of, of Brown Girl RDH was Kiana of Church. And she had one time she tagged hashtag Profi King. Right. And we were like, oh, my God, we love that. So uh, we took that and made that Profi Kings, which is oh. basically a symbol of uh, representation for males in the um, dental, dental hygiene space, as well as dental assistance. Um, and yeah, so it's just another another aspect of promoting diversity, but mainly just to give representation for men. I love that. So this is like a network where male dental assistants and male hygienists can kind of come together. Do you do you find that you're you know sharing a lot of ideas? Is this is this kind of a forum? Are you interviewing a lot of them on your podcast? How, how have you kind of created a, a comprehensive approach to Profi Kings? Yeah. So right now, honestly, it's been a struggle for me because men are not as motivated to do group type things Mm. um, Mm -hmm. like the way women are like women. You guys will rally behind anything, you know, like you you guys got the same nail color and like everybody's like, girl, I love that color. And then you got a whole thread (laughs) of of 500 comments talking about nails. Right. Men are not like that, but they will participate in groups where there's a lot of women interaction but when Mm. it's like a lot of men interaction and i'm struggling to find how to get them really motivated to like rally together so a lot of my i want to say a lot of the the gathering happens on the instagram nothing really in the facebook group that's where i really Mm -hmm. wanted people to have conversations but mainly on instagram and on my youtube channel so i have a youtube channel where i do where i give advice on Mm. like the like dental hygienist, male hygienist, student hygienist, 
Um, so I get a lot of engagement on there for like the people who want to be hygienists or who are in school currently. What types okay. of, do you find that you get questions from prospective dental hygienists? Like you, you know, you said that your main instinct was to go to Facebook and just, just start scrolling. Do you mm-hmm. find that people find you or someone will recommend like, Hey, if you've got questions about becoming a hygienist and your male specifically, like reach out to such and such, and this yeah, person will help you. Like, do you feel like now you've become a little bit of that, like spokesperson ish for the ish. transition yeah. into dentistry as a male? Yeah, for sure. Especially for the ones coming through YouTube. Like I get a lot of guys through YouTube and Instagram who are like, you inspire me. Like I, I follow, I've been following you. And I'm like, that's really cool, man. I appreciate that. You know, I just, I just want to help you guys get, get isn't it here. cool though? Like it's really awesome. Can we all just it's take really a moment cool. to appreciate yeah. this? Cause I know like you'll see tons of messages come in and it, and it, they sometimes come in at the wrong part of the day or you're having a bad day and you're like, I love that someone is inspired by me, but I'm not even inspired with myself right now. Yeah. But can we just take a moment to appreciate how awesome that is, uh, that yeah. a complete stranger that you've never met before and you probably never will somehow came across your life and looks at your life as something that they would one day want to hashtag goals. Like, isn't that cool? Isn't that it's, really cool? It's really it's amazing. So com- it's so cool. and so humbling. Um, and it's so interesting too, when, when people, uh, when I do respond back to them and they're like, Oh my God, I wasn't expecting you actually you to respond. responded. Yeah. yeah. And, they're like, <laughs> and you were, and you wrote a lot, you know, like, cause I like, when I sit down, like I will see those messages come through and I'll be like, Oh man, this is not a good time. But I won't open it because you know how you can see it. Like, yeah, I, I'm open. the worst. Yeah. I open it. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so I won't open it because I know that if they see scene, they're going to be looking for because I know how I've been when I've messaged people like I want to I want them to see it when they seen it. I'm looking for that response. Right. So I just like, all right, let me hold out until I can give them my undivided attention so I can like really write them, you know. And yeah. now what I'm doing and I and I've done and I think this is like a really good way to repurpose content, too is I'm hopping on Zoom calls with these guys. Yeah. So I'm hopping on yeah. Zoom calls and I'm, you know, carving out some time to sit and answer questions. That's so I, really awesome. Yeah. Wow. And I, I think You're a better be human really than I am. <clears throat> He's mentoring the future of <laughs> dental so hygiene. Cool. I love that. Thank Man, you. That's really cool. I saved this guy. He was telling me that he's, this is really necessary for us out there sometimes because like there's hygienists who are lost and they don't mm-hmm. know, right? And I remember being in school, a lot of instructors told us, before we went out into the field to not accept certain ranges of pay because some dentists will try to devalue our profession. That's this. I'm, and I'm right. you know, a student. I'm listening to this. I'm like, okay, all right. So I need to make sure that I get, you know, over $30 an hour. Okay. All right. I got it. I'll make sure mm-hmm. I won't take anything less. Um, this guy, he was making like 20, he was making like 24 or something like that. Something crazy. Ooh. And they, they were working him. He's a, he's a registered dental hygienist or a CREH actually. Um, <laughs> and he was doing assisting and hygiene. So he had some days mm-hmm. he's working as assistant, some days he's working as a, as a hygienist. And I was like, bro, I'm sorry to tell you, but they're, they're really taking advantage of you. Yeah. You deserve more. Um, so I gave him, you know, what I was making here and then for, uh, you know, what he needs to be asking for and knowing his value mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And he was like, thank you so much. And I'm like, I can't believe that he was just accepting that. Like he was yeah. doing that, you know? So, yeah, you instilled you instilled confidence Mm -hmm. in him, though, and you you reflected back on the fact that and we forget this. 
you graduate from hygiene school and you're excited. You love hygiene. You want you want to get in there. You want to start treating patients. You want to like sign your name with those letters after your name. And then you get into clinical practice and maybe you work in a practice or with a practice owner or a doctor that doesn't value you. Mm-hmm. And it's not just how much they're paying you. Then it's the equipment you're using or the, mm-hmm. the expectations right. they have on you when you're clocked in or clocked out that you should be doing. And what you did was you provided context for him, yeah. which is so important because at the end of the day, that's, that's going to get in the way of him being able to do really great work for his patients. Mm-hmm. So that's really important. Yeah. Chris question for you. Load. I have a couple of loaded questions. You ready? Yes, All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Why do you think that the dental hygiene industry is so female dominated? That's, that's the first question that one. leads that leads into the next mm-hmm. one as a perspective as a male. Why do you think that is? Mm. So I think it's just I think it's just um, because of how it may have started. I think that's that's where it comes from, because I think and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the the first hygienist was an assistant. Irene, Irene Newman. Who was the first? Who was the first? Her name was Irene, Irene Newman. <laughs> right. There you go. To, look, Irene. Hair, there, there was a go. hair toss for the for the kids at home. There was a hair toss. <laughs> Just saying, named by, named after a legend. Right. So, so since you know, you, so she was an assistant and she was um, made into the hygienist. So I think her as a representation of the first kind of set the blueprint for, mm-hmm. you know, what, what this profession would attract, right. Which is a woman. What do you think? So leading into, I've got three questions mm-hmm. leading into the third question or the second question is what do you think we could do better as hygienists, as hygienists of quote unquote influence and power um, to advocate for more, for a more just diversifying the profession of dental hygiene? Mm. I mean, not, not, not even specific to gender, but gender and race. How do you think that we all can come together to help change that concept of what now a patient sees and a patient has that instinct to say, well, I don't want a male because their hands Mm -hmm. are too big. And is that really the reason why you're saying that? Or is that just because you've been so used to little blondie Susie cleaning your teeth for the last Mm -hmm. 15 years? Like, what do you think? Because it has to change from within, right? It's not going to change from the patients. The patients aren't going to know a difference. How, what can we do to help that? Everything just ties back to representation because like Irene, Right. The, not not you. The other the, the other, <laughs> the other one, the OG one, <laughs> the OG. So, so she was a representation for what a hygienist, you know, is she's the blueprint. So we just have to make sure that we continually make sure that the blueprint is shown that mm-hmm. anybody can be a hygienist. Right. And, and we do that in our existence. So it's not really anything that we necessarily have to do, like like action items. It's the existence of that being represented in the field. So the fact that I exist as a hygienist that that is, you know, out there and I'm doing things or other people are out there doing things. It's just that that's it. It just Mm -hmm. need to be the representation just has to be there, you know, Mm. and being included in things like me being on you guys' podcast. You guys are you guys are this is a part of it, even though that's not your your motivation behind it. Your motivation was just like, oh, Chris, he's, he's a cool guy. He has a podcast. You know, I don't know what your motivation was, but. 
it wasn't let's get this black guy on here so that we can, you know, represent him. It was just. Well, I mean, kind of a little bit. It, I mean, it, I mean, it was we wanted we wanted I, a different voice. We, no, like we okay, respect well, yeah. we respect. No, like it, we respect that dental hygiene is not Irene, the Canadian blonde and exactly. Katrina, the transparent ginger from Arizona <laughs> like like that is not that yeah. is not what dental hygiene a is b should be or c is the future of i think mm-hmm. that that is one of the reasons why aside from you being a cool dude and having a podcast it is that you do these amazing things and yeah. as we now learn like help other male hygienists come into the profession when they perhaps feel some insecurities about yeah. their gender or even their race or uh, like coming in without any dental experience altogether. Like it's hard for anyone without experience to decide to become a dental hygienist and learn all of the things that you need to do and then practice on humans. Right. Um, I can imagine like the insecurities that can transpire in, in your mind or in a man's mind where even you in your own head said to yourself earlier, like this is a female dominated field. Yeah. So were you ever in your own head at any point saying this is a female dominated field? Like, what am I doing here? Did you oh, ever yeah. have those moments where you're oh, like, yeah. am I doing the wrong thing? Oh yeah, for sure. And let me say, let me go back really quick and say that I appreciate that, that you guys are, are doing that. I didn't know that that was like kind of a part of the reason why, why I was brought on the podcast, but that's great because this is, this is adds to that representation and the, you guys are doing your part and making sure that that representation is shown. Um, but yeah, to answer your other question about those feelings, yes, big time. Um, like I said before, you know, having a beard, tattoos, and, you know, a muscular build, and knowing that it's female dominated, I knew that my competition was, was a woman, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I have to compete with being as gentle as this woman will, will potentially be, mm-hmm. and making sure that this person feels comfortable and not threatened or feel like I'm going to hurt them, you know? So it made me kind of um, soften myself a bit. And I know a lot of guys have can attest to that. You have to, if you have a deep voice and, you know, maybe more of an, uh, just a rugged kind of look, you know, you don't look like a blonde hair, blue eyed white woman, right? You have to, in some ways, make yourself seem unthreatening, right? Mm. So. I definitely went through that. And I did a YouTube video on that too. It was really, it was, it was oh, really wow. good. Um, just talking about that stuff for the, for the mindset of the guys, like letting them know did like you, these things are not real. Did you feel like you were, like, did you feel like you couldn't be yourself? Like you said that you had to like, in, in a way, like be a little more gentle or be a little more soft-spoken and hide the ruggedness a little bit. Like, did you feel at any point where you were not like you were putting your authentic self into like a little compartment for your nine to five At just first, to conform to the nor- the ideology of what normality really and dental question, hygiene Irene. was like, did you feel like you were like suppressing your own soul a little bit to <laughs> like, to like comfort Karen who's getting her teeth cleaned? <laughs> <laughs> Irene. I mean, <sighs> So um, in school, yeah, in school, I did feel like that at first. And then once I got comfortable, because, you know, when you when you come in, you first get your insurance and you're learning to see patients. It's very nerve wracking, right, because you're trying to make sure you go through all your processes. Everything's right. So, yeah, I was definitely suppressing myself. And the student hygienist was leading. 
And it was not Chris. It was like student hygienist. Like, what did they train me to do? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I take this blood pressure. I got to go get my check. I got to come back. I got to do my IOEO. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm just mm-hmm. there. Then when I got comfortable, I learned how to fuse the two and be myself and deliver quality care. It's, especially once I started practicing, I definitely got into a, a flow and a rhythm that was comfortable for me. And it was me being my authentic self. And it, and it, a lot of times, especially with other guys came in, cause that was a, that's a thing that plays in your mind too, is when other guys come in and they're like, going to mm-hmm. see the hygienist. And then another guy walks in, what's up, bro? How you doing? How you, how you flossing? How you, how's your teeth feeling? Any pain or discomfort anywhere? You know, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're fine. Yeah. You're, you're normal. <laughs> right. And your mind, you're thinking at first, like guys are going to be a little thrown off by the fact that, a cute girl didn't just walk in. It was another guy. They just a guy that just came in, right? Right. And is going to be sitting here, you know, planting their teeth for an hour. And can we can we just dial it? And, and not that this has to be the focus of the entire podcast, but can we all agree that unfortunately there there is that layer? Not that we've like sexualized being a hygienist or like being a nurse, but it's it's not just who is who has the smaller hands. Mm-hmm. who's more gentle, who's, you know, it, it's, I don't know. There's like, there's another layer to it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. Do, do you guys know what I'm saying? Where people think like it, you have to have this cute little, like, yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. and it's like, and right. why a, not that one is more talented than another from a psychomotor clinical decision-making standpoint or anything else. At the end of the day, you're right. As men, like you can work, work through like, you know, maybe, um, you know, not making people feel as uncomfortable. Although I will say like, you probably make people feel far more comfortable because you're comfortable in your skin and you're like, yeah, like I'm tatted up. I got a beard. Like we're cool. Like you're cool. Like grab a seat. Like this is, we're, yeah. we're going to be fine. You know, it's almost like that, 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 you know, more like kind of lacks comfortability versus that like starch, like white coat, like this is how we're going to do things. And, and I think that that humanistic quality helps kind of lessen the blow of that like fear that people have so yeah, but not everyone feels that way and that's the problem is we there you go conditioned our patients right. to feel like this is how things go and i mean interestingly enough i sat through like an interview process once when i was a dental hygienist and we were looking for another dental hygienist not to replace me but to add to me and i remember my boss putting up an ad and saying can you look through the applicants with me and see if like you know anything stands out like anyone's name or anyone's whatever credentials and i went through them chronologically i went through them in an order of who who applied first and i witnessed her picking and choosing the names that she picked not i don't know if she did it intentionally but she went for the easy names she okay, went for like the, the Amanda. Cute girl names. She yeah. went for the Amanda. She went for the yes, Rachel. The she went for the whatever, like the easy names. She didn't go for the like Athu Sandy Varashindar. Like she went through the easy Irene Yuria in Laku. Right. Whatever. <laughs> but and I and I remember sitting there and feeling uncomfortable, like feeling uncomfortable that like this is happening and this was happening in 2016 that this is also one of the problems. Like it's not Mm -hmm. just that patients are 
so mm-hmm. accustomed to seeing like Susan for her hair or her for her for her cleaning. It's also that the employers who are putting out those ads and then getting 55 applicants that are all equally qualified are narrowing it down to the last six who are Amanda and Susan and whatever. Like, yeah. I think the, the the problem is on both sides and maybe we don't talk about it. Like, have you ever had that experience before? Have you ever watched how people pick names from applicants? Yeah, I've watched. I've definitely been a part of the hiring process in offices. And yeah, some things are, some things can be a little um, uh, biased. Hurtful, yeah. biased, and, yep. concerning. The, the thing that I want to touch on too, as far as like the whole process and the whole mindset <clears throat> is that even today, I noticed that us as hygienists, we struggle and we're still in a fight to prove our worth in mm-hmm. the in the clinical setting. And I think that really plays a role because most people, the general public, civilians, whatever you want to call them, um, don't see us as treating clinicians. They see us as people who do the cleanings, right? The hygienist who does the cleanings. But us, if we tell the story, we tell a whole different uh, narrative there. We say, no, I treat gum disease and I'm a preventive specialist, right? We, we have all these, these ways to say what we really do. Um, so that adds to that, that stigma, you know, what, what Katrina was talking on, which is like this cutesy, you know, thing. Cause it's like, you're thinking, okay, I'm here to get a cleaning. So this is going to be like, it's like getting a massage. Like you want a massage by a hot person, right? Like somebody that looks good. <laughs> You know, somebody that's like somebody that's going that's going to make you feel good. My, my look masseuse looks like service Wolverine. Like, yeah. like my <laughs> masseuse has Mine a bigger like, beard than you do. He's yeah. more tattoos than you do. And when he wears yeah. a mask, his mask is like uncovered, mm-hmm. engrossed in his beard. He looks like he looks like Wolverine. Like he's and, mm-hmm. and it's and I think it's great. See, and that's and that's the thing right there. So for the massage therapist, right, you want someone who. You know, for women, sometimes you probably want a man who's. I don't care who massages me as long as they get in there. Yeah. Um, I really get in there. I mean, the fantasy, the fantasy around like a massage therapist, right? So it's like a fantasy with hygienists. It's the fantasy of it's the whole like who are you for Halloween? I'm a naughty nurse, and that's what I mean to say. Like we've we've like gone so far into the other side that like have we sexualized being a hygienist? No, there's nothing sexy about being a hygienist. Zero. There isn't. But at the Irene, same time, Irene, Irene is saying that, and I guarantee you, a lot of her patients have tried to. That's what I'm her. saying. That's what I'm saying. But she's trying to be humble and say, "No, hygienists but, are not sexy." Right, and that's the thing. That's that's what I mean to say. Like at the end of the day, a male patient would love a cutesy little, you know, blonde hygienist, and you know what I mean. Versus. Mm-hmm. Versus not. And, but to spin and, this, but to spin this, right, for anybody who's listening who might be a potential patient or, or, or anything like that, right? <laughs> I hope not. Um, <laughs> I hope not. Can you imagine? They're like, or, they talk like, about semen uh, right. on their oh, spare man. time. Let's <laughs> or, okay, let's say, let's say if anybody who's potentially wanting to be a hygienist and you're a male, this is what happens, though. This is in real life what happens when you walk in and you have good energy and you're a man and there's another man, mm-hmm. right? It feels just like the barbershop. Just like the really? barbershop. Yep. The same way you have those conversations about sports, mm. women, politics, whatever you talk about in the barbershop. <laughs> sports, this, women, and politics. Sounds like talk about there. Yeah. 
that what you talk about with April, your massage April, therapist? April, you, you, you floss? Yeah, 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 yeah man. I I floss. Yeah. Did you yeah. watch the Super Bowl? Celtics? Yeah, bro. You see I did. Uh, yeah, I see yeah, cheerleaders. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like being at the barbershop, man. It's 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 a very lax environment. It's very comforting. And I actually found that I think that men are more receptive to getting uh, oral care feedback from another man than a woman. Really? I like that. I, I that makes sense. Right. Yep. Does it? Because, because yeah, because you come down, it's, it's, you're on their level. So you can, mm-hmm. you can kind of, you can kind of get in because there's a, a, sim, a symbiotic thing going on there where it's like, you're a man, I'm a man. Come on, let's be real. Okay. Mm. You're not, you're not flossing. You don't yeah. have to, you don't have to tell me that you are because I already know that you're not. So let's talk about how we can get you to floss. Oh my God. If I were to ever say that to a female patient, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> when, yeah. Like you, well, a woman could do that forever. to another. Right. We I have can't to say that like, to another woman without like having idea. her hate me. Try this. Oh my gosh, you're gonna <laughs> love this floss. It's so cute. It tastes really good. <laughs> you know, it's what we have to do. We have to like build it up into this like thing. You know. Yeah. Right. But you're right. right. You can connect with your male patients very even, well in that way. Even braces. I've talked the guys into getting braces. Um, where they're like, "Man, I don't want. I don't want braces." And I'm like, "Why don't you want braces?" They're like, what do I look like, you know, with braces on? I'm like, but what do I look like with braces on? (laughs) Yeah, I got braces on, you know? I was like, I'm going to tell you like this. Listen, bro, let me tell you. So actually, braces are a good talking piece. You know, sometimes, you know, when you have braces, women will be like, oh, my God, you have braces? Yeah, I got braces, right? And then what woman doesn't want a man who's taking care of their teeth? Oh, here it is. You know? So there's ways. I'm slowly nodding my head. Yeah, we're, just, we're like, it's true. I'm in. I'm we're, in. we're totally in. This, I all of a sudden, husband, you're getting braces. Okay, <laughs> let's let's wrap this up with talking a little bit about your podcast. Your podcast is new. Yes. Dental-ish mm-hmm. podcast. So Dental-ish podcast, it is us talking about dental. Just three of you. Three yeah, peeps. Three of, three of us. It's me, um, Martel, and Anika Forbes. Martel Coke and Anika Forbes. Um yeah, we talk about dental, dental related stuff. We have a lot of int- we have a lot of interesting guests that come on. We try to highlight like, different careers in okay. the field. So we had like a myofunctional therapist come on and talk about that and how how she started there and you know things like that. And we get off. We we also talk about things that are going on in the world. That's why we call it ish. So mm. we talk about you know anything that was going on. So when Black Lives Matter was going on, we were really heavy into that subject. Um, when we have you know. I'm sure the Denobia Awards and this mobile dentistry conference that just passed. Mm-hmm. We'll probably talk about that in our in our next episode. So we got a we got a really fun. Uh, we have a really good time. You guys are listening. We'd love some of the followers from you guys. We'll, to link, come over we'll there. link your stuff below for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you, Mr. Wow. Christopher. Thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate your time. Yeah, we're not quite done yet. Okay. Y- y- have you ever <laughs> listened to one of our episodes? No, I haven't. Oh, perfect. Great. No. You're in for a treat. <laughs> so we, we, we are called the tooth or dare podcast for a reason. Ooh, so at, okay. at the end, yeah, at the end of every episode, Katrina and I do a rock, paper, scissors and the loser goes up against you. You get to decide whether you accept or dish out a tooth or a dare. If you do a tooth, we answer it right now. Anything goes. 
If it's a dare, it gets recorded and shared to social media. And you can decide whether you do it or whether Katrina does it. That's it. Or because Katrina's going to lose, which is why I say Katrina I does it. I always lose. I miss her. Yeah, like, she, I literally she's, always she's lose. She's on a losing so. streak in rock, paper, scissors, and in life. I so like dares, dares are more fun, so I'm already in for the dare. All right. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, let's no. see. Let's see. Who's already okay. in? Okay. Ready, Katrina? All right. I'm ready, are you Irene. Are you, no, I'm you're, nervous. You're, what do you you're you're okay you're cute i always get nervous yeah i'm cute okay. i'm feeling right. i'm feeling good okay but. so so chris while you think about that and katrina and i get cute up here i encourage you all to follow us on instagram you can follow me irene at toothlife.irene you can follow katrina at the dental wine genus you can follow our man our man chris here at profi kings is there an underscore or anything yeah, Profi underscore Kings. Profi underscore Kings. I thought so. And then check out the link tree and the links all below to to follow the various YouTube and podcast realms that Chris participates in. Um, and uh, yeah, are you ready, girl? Let's do it. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors. shoot. <gasps> what? I think oh. I what? beat you, Irene, because this lost. is a paper. I lost. Chris, you and me... Yumi, brother, would you like to accept your dish? I'll, I'll accept. I'll accept. You'll accept? Will you accept yeah. a tooth or a dare? I'll accept a dare. <gasps> He's going to do Irene, a dare. Irene dishes out some really good dares, by the way. So this I, figured, is... I figured so. So let's, let's do it. <laughs> I got, I'm a creative one. Are She's you working now? What's, what's going on in your world? Are you in private practice or are you not in private practice? Not in private practice. So I, I, um, I currently work for Driven Dental Implant, Implant Marketing as a business development manager. Okay. Do you still have uh, some scrubs? Yep. You have some scrubs? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And uh, are there any swimming pools near you? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I want to oh, see where no. this goes. Are, you, are, are there any pools near you? Can you find a pool? Can you find a swimming pool? I, I mean, you got a-, a week. You got a week to find a pool. Okay, I got a week. Okay, so I, I dare you to uh, throw on some scrubs, set your phone up somewhere, uh-huh. and I dare you to do some form of acrobatic somersault or flip or dive. Like, you got to make it good into the pool. <gasps> to, in, your, in, your in your scrubs? Yeah, and you can pick a tune. Like, you can post it as a reel. You can yes. pick whatever song you want. You can do, like, a moonwalk into the water. You can do whatever. But I just want to see you Give jump in fancy. a pool um, wearing some scrubs. All right. You okay. in? I'm in. He's in? <gasps> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be really good. Oh, my uh, gosh. We'll, we'll let you know. We will let you know. All right, peeps. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Tooth or Dare <laughs> podcast. Follow our podcast at toothordare.podcast on Instagram to watch this dare go down within the next seven days. And that's it. Until next time. Peace out, peeps. Cheers. Thank you guys for having me. Woo-hoo. Thank you. Flippity flip. From the flippity flip, Irene. Irene. We're Irina. here. How are you? Yeah. You're back. We're back together. We're, I'm feeling good. Yeah. Feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling good. Um, well, that was a good episode. And um, it was a great episode. I love that he accepted a dare. And I love that yes. he accepted a very, very uh, tough dare. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be so great. I can't wait to see this go down. I'm kind of nervous In fact, for I'm him. A- 
I might actually be there when he does the dare because I'm going to be seeing him this week at, at uh, Smiles at Sea. So oh. I may have even be able to film it. Wait, Smiles at Sea on a cruise ship? That's happening um, It's not on a cruise ship. It's oh, on okay. land. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Smiles but on I'll, land. I'll, I will be seeing him there. Smiles at land. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> so yeah, I'll see him there. So I might be able to film it. I think he's already filmed it and posted it, but okay. Oh. Okay. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> but we'll repost Dang it. Dang it. Video. But, but you can, convi- it. you can try and convince him to do it again. Tell him I it will. was his fault. He did it too early. <laughs> say, Hey, you screwed up. You screwed up. Get in there. Get in the pool. <laughs> Oh, Katrina, Katrina. All righty. Well, that's it. We're it's about going to do it for today. Thanks again, peeps, for yeah. tuning into another very eventful episode. And thank you to our peeps at Designs for Vision for sponsoring this episode. Yes. We really appreciate you and for coming up with cool products for the solutions that we need right now, like these awesome yeah. silicone eye cups to protect Check our, it eye, out. To protect our eyeballs. Eyeballs are yes. so freaking precious. You don't know. They are your mucosal are. membrane. I know they're so important. They're Absolutely. so precious. Check them out, you guys. Yes. Seriously, find okay. your Designs for Vision rep and try them out. They're yes. really incredible. Absolutely. I love them. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Peace Absolutely. out, peeps. Have a great day. See you later. Cheers. I hear a hangover in the making. I do too. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my Let's goodness. Go. We're real good. Yeah. We go, we got THC for that. I mean CBD for that. And did you actually go to uh, Somalia school? Yes. Oh. In Somalia, oh, yeah. actually. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I do. Have, people are like, "Are you Somalian?" I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, obviously."